Hello everyone, and welcome back to Live Truth. In this episode, Sifa will discuss the power of our stories and how we can break away from any shame or regret that we have towards it. And she also shares her own story with us. Make sure to tune in until the end. We all have a story. Each person's story is unique. And if you know me well, you'll know that I love to ask people questions. I personally believe that majority of people enjoy talking about themselves. And there's also just some people that just want to be seen. So I developed a habit of asking people billions of questions about themselves. And I guess I can say that one of my hobbies is getting to know new people. But you guys know what my favorite question is, is to ask a follower and lover of Jesus. I love to ask them about where they met Jesus and to just find out about how he transformed their life, whether someone had grown up in the church or whether the Lord met them radically and did a miraculous work in them. It's just the most beautiful thing. And I personally believe that there is so much power in our stories and in our testimonies. I love the scripture in Revelations 12 verses 11 that says, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I believe that our testimony, not only does it edify us when we remind ourselves of what Christ did, but it also edifies others and transforms their lives. And it is such a huge key in other people being set free. And I'm saying all of these things because in walking and living in the truth, it has to go beyond ourselves. When we start to walk with Christ, we shouldn't only reap the benefits, but those around us should also be reaping as well. And I personally believe it's time that we stop living selfishly and start being the type of Christians that have the desire to see the lives of other people being transformed and changed and not only our own. Because at the end of the day, God wants to use you in the kingdom of God. You are a vessel. The Bible tells us in Matthew 9 verses 37 that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Guys, we are co-laborers with Christ. And I don't want to make anyone feel any pressure or feel guilty because that's not my intention. I remember like in the past when I'd like listened to different people speak about just how we need to seek the last and all. And then like sometimes they will like question you indirectly about how many people you've reached out to. And I think it was probably a me thing, but sometimes I just felt guilty and it also sucked because I didn't know what to do or I was too shy and I just felt like God couldn't use me. Like, do I just walk up to someone and say, hey, do you want to hear about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? And I'm sure that does work um, for some because it's about God working through us and not necessarily always about what we say. And I don't know if anyone else has struggled with this, but I want to suggest something to you that may help you in speaking about Jesus and reaching the lost. Share your story. And if you're not comfortable with your story, have you ever asked yourself why? Are you ashamed of your past? Are there things that you regret? Do you think that there is no power in your story or that your story isn't important? And I want to tell you today that those feelings do not come from God because your past does not define you. Jesus has already taken your shame away and there is so much power in your story. I struggled a lot with being comfortable in sharing my story because I was so afraid of what people would say. Would people look and think of me differently? And 
to be very honest, like that is something that I still do struggle with sometimes. But but just trusting the Holy Spirit and just choosing to be brave. I've just seen the power of even sharing a snippet of my story with people. Um, the one thing that I've noticed is that um, in the past, one of the things that I struggled with a lot was um, pornography and masturbation. And as a girl, people like, I don't know, maybe it's a bit taboo for some people, but like at the end of the day, there are so many girls that struggle with it. And the first time I shared about how the Lord had changed my life, I remember that uh, a girl came up to me and she was like, yo, I'm struggling with this. Please help me out. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. It's amazing just to see that this was something that could help her in being free. And ever since then, whenever I've shared my testimony surrounding that, I'm telling you guys, there's always been someone that comes up to me whether it's immediately or maybe like, I don't know, even like a year later and they're like, hey, I remember when you shared this and this and this and and I don't know what to do and I'm struggling. Um, but it was just so cool just to see what God does with our testimonies when we decide to use them for his glory. Um, and I want to share with you, with you guys just a little bit of who I am and just in hopes that it will encourage you to do the same with the people around you. Um, so I'm just going to share a little bit more of how I came to know Jesus, um, or I think basically get to where I am now. <laughs> so I grew up in a lovely family. I'm blessed to be in the family that I am. Um, yes, there are flaws and whatnot, and it's not perfect, <laughs> but um, it's just full of blessing from God. And I grew up in a Christian household. Both my parents are pastors, and I think I can probably count on like, my 10 fingers how many Sundays that I missed church like in my whole life so literally like it was just that thing that you needed a really good reason to not go to church and this wasn't a huge issue for me um because I think I just enjoyed going to church and I think it was a good habit and I'm not saying that we have to go to church out of religion because now I go to church because I want to receive what God has prepared for me but I think that that discipline helped me as well I was saved at a young age, but I can't remember the exact day, month, or year, but I remember getting um, baptized by the Holy Ghost at age 10 or 11. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was when I was at a family friend's house alone, and it was just such a cool moment because I was just worshipping and listening to Hillsong Kids, and then bam, I was on the floor. And it's a moment that's really dear to me because it reminds me that God is always ready to encounter us. And we don't have to work for him to meet us, but we just need to be open to him. So I think after that, just growing up, I think I was quite religious. I didn't necessarily have a relationship with the Lord. And I only used my journal and Bible when I was at church. And I just, yeah, but I genuinely just still enjoy going to church. But when I wasn't at church, I was a different seeker. And in primary school, I didn't have that many friends and I always felt alienated or cast aside in a sense. And some of the people that I tried to be friends with or who I thought were my friends didn't necessarily like me, I think. But yeah, because I was just never invited to their parties or when everyone went out, I was always one excluded. And um, it really like yeah, took a big toll on me, even though there were some people that um, were really friendly with me and who were really nice. I think that one of the reasons that I did feel that way was because I just always wanted to be liked by everyone. So even though there were some people that did like me, the other people's negative opinions carried more weight. 
And without realizing my primary school experience shaped how I saw myself and even other girls, because it was only girls that I struggled with in terms of friendships. So then going into high school and my grade eight year, I got bullied by a group of people in my class that would just always say that I was ugly behind my back and just constantly talk about me. And that took such a big knock to my self-esteem. And I think it was literally until 2018 where I didn't really think that I was beautiful. Um, yeah, so then fast forward a little bit. In my grade 10 year, um, the Lord was so faithful and I got a bursary to go to this really good school. And it was only the Lord's favor and grace because I honestly didn't deserve it, but he still made it happen for me. Um, I enjoyed going to Crawford and I made some good friendships, but um, that was where I also started developing the pressure to perform and to do well and it just increased and that's when my battle with anxiety started and again it was the lord's favor that i had such a good friend and he isn't saved but he was always there to console me when i had an anxiety attack and um i started going to the school counselor by myself and um she was really amazing um miss claudia was great like which is rare because many people have horrible encounters with school counselors but like, if anyone knows Mrs. Nodia, please let her know that I say thank you because I can't find her anywhere on the internet and she left the school before I matriculated. But anyway, besides that, I think I was a very curious teen and I always wanted to fit in and it was fine, but then it wasn't so cute when I got to grade 11 because um, for me, I think like with people around me, that's like when everyone wants to start experimenting with alcohol and weed and whatnot. And... I remembered in grade 11 trying weed brownies twice with my group of friends and you guys, the Holy Spirit didn't need to convince me that it wasn't for me. I just hated that experience. Um, but I think the one thing that I did struggle with was the drinking culture um, that there is. And I remember the first time I'd ever gotten drunk was in a trick at my best friend's at the time at her 18th birthday party. And from then on, I was just that christian that would go out with their friends get drunk and whatnot and then the next day go to church and serve and it wasn't fulfilling for me and yes in the moment it was fun sometimes but there was always something in me that knew that this was temporary and i knew that i didn't want that life but i think i felt so stuck in that life that i was living that i didn't know how to get out and i was kind of scared of what it would look like to be completely sold out to the lord and um, I remember it was a few weeks before my matric vac and I was going to go to Durban with some friends and I remember telling my one friend that I wasn't going to get drunk on this trip and it in my head it was making sense because my friends and I we didn't buy any of the rage tickets so if no one knows what rage is it's this huge festival that happens um, at the end of the year for matric students where it's just literally clubbing and partying every day for like 10 days I think or five but we didn't buy any rage tickets so i was like okay we're not going to rage we're just going to durban i can be fine i can do this you know and it was genuinely my heart to not get drunk but when there's a budget for alcohol and everyone is getting drunk every day it's very hard to not join in so that vacation was just filled with reckless partying and kissing different guys and it was just a mess and not one of my proudest seasons and I remember coming home just feeling so empty and I knew that that was not the life that I wanted. I knew that when I went to university that I needed to change. 
And I think one of the things I hated the most about my past was just living a double life and not being transparent, even with my parents. And I think there are certain experiences, whether it was with a guy or just even with different people, what I did um, that I never spoke about with them. And I feel like if I had been a little bit more open, like, yes, they wouldn't have been proud or maybe wouldn't have been that great when I told them certain things. But I feel like um, I could have had my parents' protection in a sense, if that makes sense. Um, or just even like their support and just helping me or showing me the better way. But yeah, <laughs> but when I got to uni, I think in the beginning, things were looking a bit shaky and I hadn't really changed. But I remember the first time I went to the church that I attend now, Shofar, Cape Town South. I sensed the presence of the Lord so strongly and I just weeped. I think I cried so much that day because I was just so overwhelmed by the love of the Father. And I knew that this was the place that I needed to be at. And it was there that I had met Jamie, which you guys, y'all should all know Jamie. If you haven't, you need to listen to the previous episode um, that I had with her. And she just helped me grow closer to the Lord. But what I loved about it is that she didn't lead me to her or to become dependent on her. But everything always went back to Jesus. And I think also in that year, what was helpful was that I was very intentional about growing in the Lord and just seizing any opportunities like Bible school or any short courses where I could learn more about God. And I think that was only also God's grace and um, just God putting such a zeal in me for um the things surrounding his kingdom and I just knew in my heart that like if I continued seeking God I would find him and it's the truth you know but I think the one thing I can say is that it wasn't this thing of like okay I wasn't really walking with the Lord when bam I was working walking with the Lord and everything was perfect everything's working out I'm always seeking the Lord every day at the same zeal and everything but it hasn't been a linear journey. Like, I think in the last few years, I've found myself at the lowest I've ever been in my entire life. But um, it was so different because I was just walking with the Lord. And that can't compare to um, just like what I, the life that I had in the past. Like, yes, it's not always so pretty, but um, just really knowing God on a deeper level changes everything. Um, and it gives me so much peace and true joy and I think the the joy that I have in the Lord is honestly just a gift because there are some things that I've gone through where I'm like I shouldn't be this happy I remembered someone recently had told me um they were like yeah no you're too happy and I was like what and they're like yeah you probably have never gone through anything in life like you you just need to like I don't know they're saying I need to get into honors in order to um to really experience true pain and I was like okay cool if this person is listening yeah hi <laughs> but it was quite funny but no it's not that I'm just like happy happy and nothing bad has never happened to me I've gone through the most but it's only through the Lord that I can get through it and still have this true joy in my heart and um, I'm just so grateful that the Lord has just placed so many amazing people around me that love him and love me for me. And I've grown like I've grown out of needing to be liked by everyone. And I think it's so freeing. And um, the Lord really did a huge work in my heart, whether it was through those experiences of not feeling beautiful. Like I remembered 
um, in my first year, I would always wear makeup, like, every day, and I still enjoy wearing makeup, but it was a problem, like, in my first year, where it was a thing of I need it, and I remember that I just felt in my heart to read Psalm 139, like, every day for a month, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just read it <laughs> every day, I read it out loud to myself, and I remember nothing changed afterwards, but a few I don't know, maybe a few weeks later, I remember I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, whoa, I'm beautiful. And and it sounds crazy, it doesn't sound real, but like the Lord really did help me in seeing myself as beautiful. It was really amazing. Um, and even just with forgiving people, like forgiving people that have hurt me in the past, like from primary school, like those type of hurts that I carried on, like on like through to university, I remembered um, I stayed in an all-girls res, um, and I remember in my first year, I struggled to be a little bit more open or making friends with everyone, because I just thought that people were mean, or, like, girls were mean, and I didn't realize that, like, the cause of that was because of what had happened in primary school, but the Lord has also freed me of that, and now I have no trouble making friends with girls, um, but yeah, guys, like, I think my own journey is not finished. Like, I'm still growing, still learning new things about the Lord. Um, but it's just been an amazing ride. And there's been so much joy that has come with it, so much freedom and peace and purpose and just even discovering who I really am. That, like, that is the cherry on top. I don't know the cherry on top. It's just it's everything. <laughs> it's amazing. But, yeah, guys, I really hope that this encouraged someone. Um to just simply just say your story as it is <laughs> like you don't have to sugarcoat it it doesn't have to be filled with like i don't know fire or whatnot it's just your story um because what happened happened and it got you to the place where you are where you know the lord and there's power in that <laughs> Okay, so I just want to give little three tips on sharing your story. So the first thing I'd say is just be yourself. Like you don't need to change because this is your story. So it should come from you, authentic, everything. And the second thing is just to tell the story the same way you would tell your story to your Christian friends. If you're telling this to maybe non-Christian friends or people who not who don't really know the Lord. Um, and it just... Like, I think it's so important because then you show them what reality is really like um, and what life is, you know, because they're missing out on that. So you're giving them uh, like a snippet of what it looks like to really live real life. And then the third thing I want to say, which is really important, is don't put pressure on yourself for something dramatic to happen. I think it's so important to realize that when we do share our stories, when we do reach out to people, even if something doesn't change in the moment, a seed was still sown and God is still going to use that. Like it's not wasted and you don't have to put any pressure on yourself. Like the only thing that you have to do is just to say it um, and just trust Jesus and God is going to do what he wants with it, you know, and just even trust that that person's heart will be open. And you can even pray about that before, like, Lord, let this person's heart be open to receive um, you. Um, well, to receive the Lord when I say you. Um, so yeah, guys, like, just continue doing you, continue living out the life that God has called you to live, and 
yeah, I mean, to just share, to share that life with people, um, because it's going to make a difference. And I think it's so important that we do that. And it's, it's a joy when we start partnering with God and things like this. And yeah, guys, just continue to think truth, speak truth and live truth. Mm-hmm.